Ivy Knows Best. Hey, I want to welcome everybody here to Ivy Knows Best. We are here with a very special guest of mine, a friend of mine for well over a decade, Mr. Rez. What's going on, brother? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Hey, man. This is amazing. All right, so so just a little, we were talking offline, right? And if you watch the visual on YouTube, a good chance to like hear some of our dialect, right? We were talking about, you know, wives and and, and stuff like that. And, and Mr. Reyes is somebody who's very in-depth and uh, understands those type of things. So I brought Mr. Reyes with us here today so we can you can have that conversation. So, Ray, man, tell people a little bit about yourself, man. Man, I'm at Ivy here when we was in Albuquerque. We was in Albuquerque State Station in uh, New Mexico. And ever since then, we've been kicking it. But me, myself, was raised in Brooklyn, born in Belize. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot. <laughs> mommy, mommy has a knife. <laughs> like the gods. No, but, you know, always representing, you see. Hey, but, hey, that's definitely. He's, he's, sitting, he's sitting in my presence right now wearing a really dope Biggie shirt, which I'm not mad at because, you know, I'm a big Biggie fan myself, even though I'm from Texas and whatnot. So, you know. But definitely, definitely glad to have you here. Uh, being from Brooklyn, man, I know, obviously, there's a ton of stuff that you see that a lot of people haven't seen. And it's right. not just because you're from Brooklyn, but because we know for a fact Brooklyn is right. active. Right? Yeah. Is there anything that, you know, you took from being raised in Brooklyn and apply it to your everyday life? Man, just uh, having the street knowledge, not even in a bad way, <laughs> but just being able to be situational awareness and how to play out situations before they happen and get out a bad situation, being able to analyze um, everything that's going on mm-hmm. and just having respect for other people, just growing up in the in the hood, basically, because right. that's where I grew up. And um, just being able to um, have respect for other people and, you know, things people right. learn later on in life. Right, right. And what, and what PS did you go to, by the way? I went to PS9 and then PS39 for right. the longest. Shout out to PS9. <laughs> <laughs> what did you go to boys and girls i didn't go to boys and girls hey, I, got I went a, to jay john jay before they changed the name oh, okay i got a homeboy who went to boys and girls man but he's a straight up thug yeah. <laughs> like he don't even care about nobody like, he yeah, don't, like nah, straight up. boys and girls was down the street from me too i had a couple of homies going to boys and girls oh, okay so yeah, yeah. she's so, so pretty familiar now, I, yeah. look, now I just i just know things because i'm a podcast <laughs> right and right. i taught to know things right? right so what i did have a great time doing um now there's something that happened right recently Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we were talking about it also offline uh, with the changes that we're all experiencing with social justice and, right. and you know, the multiple deaths that we're experiencing and seeing. Uh, and I think that a lot has changed in the wake of how vocal we are as people. Right. Right. Like, how vocal are you now that you're seeing these type of things? Because obviously, if y'all don't know, Mr. Reyes is still an outstanding member of United States military. Right. So, you know, there is a set. Now, I want to make sure I say this. Now, Mr. Reyes' views do not necessarily express the views of the United States Air Force for anyone who is listening right. or anybody who would try to take this recording <laughs> and use it as such. Now, Mr. Reyes is actually uh, a single individual who is who is speaking his mind and he's free to do so on my platform. And we just want to make sure we gave that disclaimer before he says anything. So, as we were saying, like, what have you done now, you know, since we're now able to use these platforms to have these conversations? Like, what are you doing different now? Right. Like, but like you said, I'm still in the military, so I still got to watch what I say. Right. Um, but for the most part, you know, just pointing out the obvious and explaining to people what BLM means, what Black Lives Matter really mean. 
I can't believe in 2020, so got to explain that, you know, I feel like it overshadowed every, everybody else. But just simply just like, hey, regardless, I'm still in the military. I'm still black at the same time. So I still got to deal with them same issues, whether I'm in uniform or outside uniform. We actually had an incident not too long ago where somebody, um, one of our security force members was called, was um, discriminated against by somebody that was in the visiting center. Mm. I guess, I don't know what happened with that situation, but there was a video out there. So she said, he's the first thing she goes, you black, this and that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, you know, those type of people that, oh, it's disrespectful to our military, this and that, but be the same person. When it's a black person in uniform, is they disregard all that. I say this all the so. time. No, Jack, you disrespect me, disrespect me. Like, you <laughs> right. keep playing out of it, ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. You know, I fall for it, respect it. You know, it's part of the game. I get it. But no, we don't, we're not going to do that. Just as people, we're not going to disrespect each other. All right. You know, that's, that, that's crazy. But speaking of that, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of that, if anybody is friends with me on Facebook, by the way, Mr. You know, Mr. Eric Ivy on IG, just regular old Eric Ivy. On uh, on Facebook, there was a situation that befell me yesterday, <laughs> and, and Reyes was there, man. Reyes was front and center for this, and it's crazy because you know I posted this post about Candace Owens and uh, how the NAACP helped her when she was 17 years old because you know white kids were threatening to beat her up or something like that. If you want to go see the post, it's still up. I can't post for the next 24 hours. <laughs> Because of the following situation. So um, I posted this and for me, it was all good. It was nothing. Um, an individual obviously took, uh, trying to figure out the best word, took liberties mm-hmm. with with the, the statement and uh, with the statement that was made via the post. And then he you know, posted this thing with George Zimmerman on, under my page. If you don't know who George Zimmerman is and you've been living under a rock, shame on you. He's the man who killed uh, Trayvon Martin. And also recently, he, he just got assaulted because he was caught bragging about killing Trayvon Martin, right? So really? for anybody out there, if you are watching this visual, <laughs> right, and you do see me, you tell you can tell Mr. Mr. Zimmerman if he ever felt free to want to come speak to me on this show. He's not welcome. However, <laughs> we can have another conversation. But that's another situation, you know, all entirely. So um, I told the guy who posted to my page, you know, I say, look, guy. This is not the place for that. This just tells me what kind of trash you are. I'm just right. kind of paraphrasing. And, you know, the guy hops on, man, no, you're the trash. And then post this uh, other little meme of this thing that says Martin Luther King. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, so it's like, you know, like pointing out the fact that there's looting going on in this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, well, this is horrible. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, you know, we we shared we shared choice words. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know, for a fact. I don't play that kind of game. It's just it's not what we do. Right. Do that. So um, I said something to him just, you know, around the fact and he gets upset and I didn't report him. I didn't do anything. I really just sat back and I let it let it go. I was like, it's going to play out. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen because I already see him being mad. He's already upset. So he goes, man, you uh, part my language. I do apologize. I know my mom's listening, but I'm going to speak. He goes, you. <laughs> First, he called me a pussy, which that didn't bother me. Right. I was like, okay, that's that's just words. You're gonna say what you want. So you're right. an adult. Anybody out there, if you if you ever let words <laughs> affect you, you need to work on it. Okay, because I'm not. This is not my thing. So I was like, oh, whatever. So then he goes on and he goes, uh, and I was like, man, look, you're not about that action. Let's stop it. Because if we, you know, 
right. we cross certain lines, me and you are going to have to just kind of, we're going to have to deal with this, like, person right. to person. And it just doesn't get better. It doesn't get good for anybody. Right. So he goes on and then he calls me a nigger. Right. And I was like, man, <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like the shock value was there too. I was like, in 2020? Right. Exactly. Like, like wow. We, we're, I don't know how far we are from, you know, slavery and all these other things, but like it's hundreds of years ago, but you still calling me a nigger in 2020. Right. Right. And I heard somebody. Fun. And what's crazy is that the same ones that's like, oh, I'm not racist. I'm not this. As soon as they get angry, that's the first thing they try to say to hurt your feelings. Nigger. What? Whoa. What? <laughs> it what? makes sense, but okay. Like, why are we using that? Like, why are we doing Like, like, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I understand that we use the word. Right. Amiss us, you know, but right. it's us, right? It's like, whatever. Exactly. But when someone else, and this, and I, and I get when people, oh, well, you use it. Why can't we use it? Well, the reason why you can't use it is the same reason why I can't walk into a room full of women at, who, who've been victims of domestic abuse mm-hmm. and, and say, well, hey, if you listen once, you wouldn't have to be told that way. Right. You know, I'd be looking <laughs> like I, I would be look like the dumbest person in the world. And right. the same way you would defend that, you should defend this. Right. That's it's ignorance one way or another. Exactly. And for anybody who's ever suffered domestic abuse, I do apologize. I'm not making light of your situation. I'm just saying, on the same to- on, on the same hand, I wouldn't walk into a room full of women and do that. I right. have enough respect, right. not only for you, but I have enough respect for myself. I have enough respect for my mother, my grandmothers. You know, any and any woman, I respect my daughters and I wouldn't want that to befall them. So I just right. want to make sure I cleared that statement up because I know how people take stuff and run with it. Right. 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 So uh, amidst all this, you know, I started firing back. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it started becoming funny because I started thinking, I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I haven't been niggerish in quite some time. <laughs> right. And I think that, like, this is a perfect time for me to expose what. A nigger looks like. Now, listen, if anyone doesn't like the N word, it's a dreaded word. We're going to use it on this show at this moment for this specified reason, because it was said yesterday in 2020. So I know this guy. Me and this guy used to work together back in uh, 2013, 2014. And, you know, he was never like this. At least he never showed me he was like this. Right. Well, luckily for me, he showed me he was like this yesterday. (laughs) So, you know, he goes... uh, uh, he says all kind of flamboyant things, mm-hmm. as you saw. Right. And I was like, wow. Well, let me make this fool famous because because <laughs> <laughs> anybody who sees who knows me, you know for a fact, I don't go for certain things, right? Right. Ultimately, outside of Ivy knows best, I am a human. I am going to make mistakes. And this part of it is my mistake. My response could have just been like whatever. Right. Or whatever. Took pictures of it, let him keep going, and just kept, you know, putting it out there. But I was like, I need to say something. <laughs> like, this is yeah. this is just not going to fly with me. I'm not going to let someone um, take the liberties of of using that word, whether you feel justified or not. Mm-hmm. I'm a black man. I've served in the military. I've protected my country. I've done everything I've needed to do to ensure that not only is my position solidified in this world, mm-hmm. but also my children's lives are solidified in this world. Right. Right. So. Um, I think he took quite a bit of liberties with that word. I mean, he said, if you go and you look on my Facebook, he said this in word like, <laughs> like eight, nine times, oh, yeah, right? And people were like, you know, like this dude's a fool. What's wrong with him? Now, then there's also messages I was getting that that wasn't 
hey, this guy's a fool. Is hey, where's this guy at? Right. You know, do you know? Hey, tell him I tell him to drop his location. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, I can't do that. Right. We can't have people drop. I, I don't want anyone to get hurt because somebody wants to be stupid. Right. Um, no matter how much I felt like that was necessary, and I thought it was funny at one point because it stopped being like he stopped having creative things to say. Right. I was like, oh, so you ran out of ammo, huh? So you came out with the big N-word bullet. That's the only bullet <laughs> you pulled it. You shot out. <laughs> And then when you missed, I was like, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you only got one. <laughs> you only got one. And then I realized that's your special move. It's like, right. it's like playing the kid on, on, uh, on, on say, you're, I don't know, like Shaq Fu. If anybody's ever played Sega, shout out Shaq Fu. Or uh, Nintendo, you're playing somebody on Mortal Kombat or something, and they keep squatting down using the kick and all that. That's right. all he had. That's like my son. My son on fight night, press one button, hook me to death. Oh, okay. I guess he figured it out. <laughs> you know, he figured it out. So, like to me, it was nuts that he was just using that one thing. Right. And I was so happy that he was using it because I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, so not only are you illiterate, right? Not only do you have a deficiency as a human being, mm-hmm. you have a deficiency as a man, right? Which is even greater because you don't realize that, mind you, and mind you, people, this isn't a white male." Right. This is a Mexican man. Exactly. Using these words. This is another minority using <laughs> his suggested platform or suggest or his suggested superiority on his platform. And not only is he using it, he's using it in a way that really wasn't effective because you got made famous. So mm-hmm. and by that I mean people saw you for what you are. Right. And I'm glad they're coming out and I'm glad they're speaking their minds now. I'm glad the I'm glad all these racists are feeling comfortable right. to say, hey, this is what we think about y'all. So now you can't hide anymore and we don't have to be fooled by it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just, you know, a good time, mm-hmm. you know, for those of us who are intelligent. Now, not a good time because the words are powerful, but a good time because you can't hide anymore. Exactly. What you are is what you are. And if you're looking <laughs> into this camera and you subscribe to that crap. You are that kind of person. And I'm talking to you. Everybody know it, man. Everybody knows. You can't hide. Like, you can't go and be like, nah, I'm not like that. You are like that, man. Exactly. exactly and what's, what's, what's even crazy is that he threw out every stereotype. He like, you probably live at your mom's house and you probably on welfare. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Hey, like, you know, he's just insults that freaking don't make any sense. It, but, shout out to my mother because I wish I did live with my mother. I know, and, right? Being an adult now, you, you know, notice what it takes. Yeah, straight up, like, <laughs> I like, wish the, I was at home. And like with the welfare thing, yeah, I kind of wish I could get get a piece of that action. Right. What are you talking about? Like, but I don't. I don't live with my mother. Uh, <laughs> you got I a actually, dope house, as I can see. Yeah, I have the a house. house is pretty dope. By the way, this is my home. Yeah, thank you, Mister. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's crazy. It's just like it's 2020, man. And, right. And some people came out and, and they privately messaged me and, and and stuff like that. And, I do. I don't want to take away from the fact that people supported me, and there are some people who supported me very loudly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? I was like, "Yes, yeah, yes, you but, did. Yes, you did." Yeah. But I don't think anybody deserves to, you know, get called that, get called that name, or get treated that way, right? Just because of a disagreement. Exactly. And if a disagreement causes you as a person to feel like that, mm-hmm. you need to re- reevaluate everything, right? Because. Of that. At, I got a black son. You have a son, right? A black son, exactly. And and there's a teaching lesson where I have to teach my son, just like you have to teach your son. Right. Like, okay, look, there's this stuff, there's these things, there's these people, 
that right. use these words. There's these situations that you got to avoid. And the crazy part is I had an opportunity to navigate that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I navigated it. <laughs> I think I navigated it well. But I think at the same time with me navigating it, mm-hmm. I was also a bit I was also a bit with the foolishness. Right. You know, so I do gotta apologize for for my, my part in it and some of my language because I know for a fact my mother didn't raise me that way. Yeah, my father didn't raise me that way. Still a respect thing at the end of the day. Right. Got real disrespectful. Yeah, it got out of <laughs> it got out of control. And I felt I felt amazing because I think that like after a certain point, I should have been like, hey man, like just go to Ivy Knows Best on Spotify or on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or anywhere where you stream. <laughs> and uh, you can definitely uh, subscribe. And you can actually leave me a nasty comment. Just make sure you listen for at least 31 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you want to know how long it takes to get a stream. Right. 31 seconds. But And I told him, I said, man, you're a fan. That's what this is. You're a fan. Mm. And you know, then he, then he said some stuff that I didn't put up there. Because I really didn't want to, I didn't want to have to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's like, oh, well, you know, hopefully your grandmother knows that you have, hopefully, what do we say? I hope you have insurance so that your grandmother can, you know, be able to see you when I send you to the hospital. And I was <laughs> like, you just said I was on welfare. So, right. you know, I got Medicaid. You know, I got Medicaid, whichever one it is. You know, I got government assistance. Right. So, which, by the way, I don't. Anybody listening or watching, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but it is what it is. It's, it's, it's fun to say. Yeah. I like it. It made me laugh. Um, and it just showed how, how ignorant people are. Yeah, it man. is. And, you know, and here's my thing, right? How do you feel watching all this? As a, as a person watching it all, how uh-huh. did, like, in your mind, how did it play out? Like you said, it's 2020, and I'm like, man, I can't believe this is really happening right now, especially in the situation we're in. And it's like, He's just continuing, continue the process of showing like there's people out there that, oh, well, that's the same people that say I have black friends or mm. I have this person that's black, but yet they don't show this side of them in right. front of those the same people. So it's like, yeah, these people are ridiculous. And what's crazy is that even back then in, uh, what year was this? I would say like 2012, 2013, when we was in New Mexico. That was a good time. <laughs> Me and my wife, right? <laughs> we, we was living in some apartments and right. we had just gotten a dog. And I was taking the trash out, and the dog got out running around. This white lady, older lady, coming up the uh, thing. Uh, the dog's running back and forth, not even trying to attack her. And we're trying to catch the dog. Mm-hmm. She's like, how about you put the dog on the leash and this and that? Uh, mm-hmm. Started going off on us. Mm-hmm. So I was saying all type of black this, black that. Well, how about you go back to Chicago? We're like, Chicago? We're not even from Chicago. What? <laughs> like, what is this lady talking about? Shout out to Chicago. <laughs> right. Shout out to right. Chicago, by the way. We, we just wasn't from there. So that was the right. main thing. Like, go back to Chicago, black. I'm like, okay. Damn. So we just ignored her. Fortunately, it kept it moving. But yeah, it's crazy that stuff like that's mm-hmm. happening in 2020, man. Like, how? But I'm like, just happy that they're all exposing themselves so they have nowhere to hide now. So, like, how? Like, my thing is this look, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't drop his occasion. Because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be shooting Ivy Knows Best. <laughs> right. Wouldn't be, unless they allow me to do it from a jail cell. So, uh, and I don't want to be, I, I, I want to be very cavalier or be very straightforward about this. Right. I don't think that we as African-Americans or any kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, any any kind of minority mm-hmm. has a, have a real genuine right to really hate each other when the system 
as a whole isn't set up for either one of us to right. succeed in large numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I, now, pay attention for every, for all my all live man <laughs> folks who watch my who watch me and listen to me. I, I want to make sure that I, you heard me say this right in large numbers. Right. Right. So you know, let's look at let's let's look at something right quick because I, I want to do this because I'm glad you're here. You know how many billionaires are in the world, Ray? It's a lot. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Google right now. If y'all can hear me typing. A lot. All right, let's have billionaires in the world. <laughs> you know, it's, all right, so check this out. Uh, according to Forbes, as of March 18th, 2020, there are 2,095 billionaires worldwide. Mm-hmm. 614 of those billionaires live right here in the United States. Okay, so the total net worth of the world's billionaires is $8 trillion, $700 billion less than the previously in the previous year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 58 fewer billionaires than a year ago and 226 fewer than the beginning of March. So people are losing money. Now, this is according to how much Donet uh, via Google. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if you want to ask the, the, the very big question, right, which is going to coincide with how many billionaires in the world are black. <laughs> I'm glad you all are being able to see me do this uh, upon my computer. As of 2019, there are 15 billionaires of a, a full or mixed black ancestry in the world. Out of the two, out of the 2,200 billionaires in the world, 15. That is only 15. Now, listen, this is what I mean by a large number, right? All right. That means that less than 0.77, so not even a percentage, well, not even one percent of the U.S. dollar billionaires are black. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm not making this up. So, <laughs> so this is what I mean by large numbers. Some people, oh, it's possible. Oprah Winfrey did it. Michael Jordan did it. Floyd Mayweather did it. Jay-Z. Did Jay-Z it. did it. <laughs> Shout out to Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> hey, he is from my neighborhood. Hey, so hey, somebody hit I... somebody hit the dag on horns, man. <laughs> they love out there, right? So, like, you know, when you think about that, that number is astonishing. We don't have the the numbers to say, hey, you know what? For every one Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to have 50 Jay-Zs? Right. Wouldn't it feel good to have 50 Oprahs? Exactly. You know, like it'd be amazing to have 50 of those people. Mm-hmm. And now um, people probably, man, why are we talking about race? I'm going to tell you why we're talking about race. <laughs> because just not too long ago, I think less than 24 hours, because my my posting ability is not back on Facebook <laughs> yet. <laughs> right? right? I was just called a nigger. Right? I have an education. Working on my master's degree, all these great things, but I'm a nigger, right? right? This is what someone felt about me, man, in the year 2020, and not not looking at the fact that after we get done fighting this this social injustice with the police brutality, let's look into this financial disparity situation, right? Let's re- there's no way that we have those many billionaires, right, in the United States, 614 to be exact. I think someone's what the number said, 600 billionaires in the United mm-hmm. States, and we got poor people. Exactly. We got four people. That was one of the things Bernie Sanders was trying to do was tax them. One percent. You know, they <laughs> well, one percent could have been free college with just taxing those billionaires one percent. They they didn't want they didn't but, want Bernie. They didn't you know they didn't want hey. Bernie to be president. Not only is he old, but Bernie used to march with Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. There's he, a little he there's, a lot going on. 
It's a little something right there about that. I don't know. I who am I? Right. <laughs> now, now, Ray. Now, out. Now, now we've we've gotten that out the way. Right. That was like the the big bad in the room, so to speak. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't believe that we even got to the point where uh, that guy had that much of my time. Right. <laughs> yeah. He legitimately got my account frozen for 24 hours. I can't even tell my mother good morning on Facebook. Now I can see it. I can like it. Yeah. My mother's going to think for 24 hours. Also, you don't like your mother no more. Or something? <laughs> I posted this at five o'clock yesterday, you know, but um, obviously those guidelines are put in place to keep people from doing things. But, you know, when someone has the ability to be a coward for that long, it just really makes me sick. Yeah. It's sick me. For real. And the fact that and even going back to your situation, one, I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> right. I'm from Brooklyn. Now, if you showed her how Brooklyn do, she would have been upset. <laughs> she would have. But, yeah, we had a lot going on, so I didn't want to risk it all. You feel that, you, know? and Ray, you gotta be smart that. in certain situations. Right. Exactly. And some people don't, some people don't realize this, right? Now, Mr. Reyes has experienced things the same way I've experienced them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't change the fact that it's still ignorance. Right. It's just it's just a different perspective on ignorance, right? So if I took the viewing public and I told the viewing public, hey, I've experienced this specified thing. And the viewing public goes, oh, okay, well, it didn't happen to me, though. Right. I mean, it didn't happen. <laughs> just all right, A million people died within the XYZ span, time span. Just because mm-hmm. you haven't died yet doesn't mean you ain't successful to death. Right. You know, so things come around the way they come around. You just It's, it's all about understanding someone else's plight and someone else's position. Like, exactly. And 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 by the way, for that lady out there, if you are listening, <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Okay, uh, yes, your life matters as well. Don't get it twisted. However, your life isn't under attack, and no one's exactly. leaning out of your window telling you to go back to Wisconsin exactly. and to take your cats and go pack up. So <laughs> let's let's you know let's kill that. There's that's an invisible it. two behind that. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter two. Right, right. That's what that's all is all about. You know, <laughs> if, but for some people, it's the end, but. That right. really, really upsets when they go, and but, but, but yeah. there's nothing to but. What are we butting? Right? <laughs> We're not butting anything. There's no quick but. The sh- they quickly the shot all lives matter, but all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter. Facts. Factual. I've been saying that. Right? <laughs> I've been saying that on the channel. Yeah. <clears throat> I tell you, man, if you listen to me long enough, right, I'm going to repeat some stuff. And after I get done repeating it, I'm going to repeat it some more, and I'm going to repeat it some more, and I'm going to repeat it some more. And the reason why I'm going to continue to repeat it is because the only way to get things down is repetition. Right. By the way, shout out to Uncle Sam for that. <laughs> All right. You hey, didn't for real. You you didn't learn you didn't learn something. You kept learning, that's for sure. Whether if they had to, you know, send you back to go learn it some more, mm-hmm. so you can come back and do it. You're going to learn how to do it because you invested in that. But. Now, Ray, now here's my question for you. Now, outside of that, okay. I do have a question for you, Ray. What keeps you going? Obviously, you know, in the news, you've had the United States Air Force information come out as far as racial disparity and, right. and mistreatment. Um, how do you, I'm no longer associated with them, right? Other than me being a veteran. How do you deal knowing now that that's something that's out there? You know, that's information mm-hmm. that's out there. Like, right. how do you deal with that? Well, as far as that goes, I just try, you know, of course, I got my family, got my two kids, my wife, mm-hmm. um, everything I do, I do for them for real. And um, it's like 
my job, I'm in dental. Right. I'm a dental assistant. So it's not that hard. You can still see it a little bit, some favoritism, but, you know, it's nothing too serious for me to, right. hey, this is it. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. But as far as providing for my family, it's a good source for me to provide for my family. So that's what helps keep me going. Right. Um, also, just being able to see my kids smile when I come home every day, you know, and then um, that's about it, man. Just them. That's what really keeps me going. Because right. if it was up to me, I could have I could have been out a long time ago, you know, if it was just me. But <laughs> but like you said, um, and got bigger visions and it's helping me on the way. So, right, right. Like, yeah, but you said on your other podcast, which your other guests here, y'all say people get complacent in the places they are. And I'm not trying to get complacent, but mm-hmm. right now or com- comfortable right now is like just guiding me or leading up to bigger things. Right. So. Which is cool. Like we have a lot of friends that were enlisted with us, and they got out and do doing great things, and yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like Actually, that. you know what? It's time for me to shout out a couple of those guys right now. <laughs> All right, Mister Turner with uh, with Can'tStopMyGrind.com, Grind Clothing. You can find that. That's one of my one of my very special sponsors. Shout out to him. All right. uh, the Get Down with John Brown. He's another podcast to check him out. Serve with that guy, and also yeah. go check out uh, Owner.net. Owner.net. Mr. Owner, CEO on IG, go check them out, man. They're giving out a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. man. So, you know, these are people that spend a lot of their time not only uh, honing their craft while they're in, right. but now honing their craft while they're out as entrepreneurs and they're making a big change in the way that we view how we do things. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially as African-Americans and, and people who are uh, of color. You know? Exactly. And so. We definitely want to want to shout that out. Yeah, they all been doing a great job. Now, even and with Father's Day's coming up, he's seeing all those guys all have kids as well and great fathers. Like the circle that we had as friends, right? All were great fathers. Like, and you know they have that stereotype out there: black fathers don't is not there for their family. So yeah, so you're saying black fathers, right? Right. All right. So yeah. go ahead. I was saying that that circle that we ran with or hung out with mm-hmm. all great fathers, great entrepreneurs. But yeah, it's just a beautiful sight to see with that stereotype out there of fathers, black fathers not being there for their kids. And every time I see their timeline is about their kids, their job or something they got going on, which is great. Yeah. So beating stereotypes every day is just a beautiful thing. So it's just because because it's really like beating odds. Right. That's that's the crazy part. And I think people don't <clears throat> excuse me, don't necessarily understand that, you know, when we're talking about beating the odds, we're not talking about beating the odds from the perspective of, okay, I'm black. So I beat the odds. Right. Like we're talking about beating the odds from the perspective of you assume this about me. Right. And I can prove you wrong 24 seven. Right. And it doesn't change exactly how you view me as a person. Mm -hmm. Right. It'll, you know, no matter how good I am, no matter how great Liam becomes or how great Israel becomes or how great, I've been or how great you've been. Right. There's always going to be those who, be, who look at you like, okay, well, you still don't, you know, <laughs> you're still not this kind of person. Right. right? So <clears throat> it's crazy. So I think that what ends up happening is with us beating those odds and those people doing amazing things on the outside and mm. still finding time to love their children, right. still finding time to work their jobs, still finding time to motivate people, put out product. It goes to show you how dedicated they are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So, um, and it's it's a really it's a really important thing because I think now now you came here right before my Father's Day special. 
<laughs> so, yeah. so my Father's Day special is gonna go is gonna go out without a hitch. I have two amazing guests on that. I was gonna have three, mm-hmm. but then I was like, you know what? Ray's already coming over here. We're doing the visual. We might as well <laughs> sit here and talk about it too, right? Right. So you know, let's you know get that all out there, and I want people to understand that it's not us talking about being black fathers isn't isn't us feeling like just because we're there we're doing our job no right. it's how we parent it's how i watch ray just like i watch mike edmonds just like i watch john brown just like i watch philip thompson just like i watch devin cohen just like i watch elijah dick just like i watch <laughs> elijah Caper, just like i watch anybody else that i know right uh, Demetrius turner there's so many guys i can name who none of you guys probably know and if you do know them you know good for you good on you right right, right. but I watch a lot of those guys legitimately put themselves second to their children. Mm. I've talked to these guys on the phone. Willie Fox is another one. I talked to these guys on the phone. I talked to Willie yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And majority of our conversation, Willie's playing with his daughter and talking to me at the same time. Right. Willie, and mind you, Willie's still doing a mixtape and still, <laughs> you know, producing and doing all these things yeah. he's doing. I'm like, man, that's like just watching him do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that's crazy. It is. But if you let someone tell it, if you let stereotypes tell it, right? Now, here's the thing. It's 2020. As long as this thing that I'm recording with has been available, mm-hmm. or, this, or, this, or this thing here that I'm recording on, or that thing that he's recording <laughs> on has been available, or this thing here called a computer has been available, when did we ever, like, if you've ever been taught anything racist, you've had the ability to do what I just did in the last segment, which is look up the information. Right. Look and see where people are like, people are at and mm-hmm. talk to people. If you were born after a certain time, you have no excuse. Exactly. Like there's no excuse. Like and, and, and if you were raised in a gentrified area, or if you're raised in an area that has a large mixture in it, mm-hmm. like you don't have a right to be the way that you are. I don't care what someone teaches you. Exactly. You went to school with smart black and brown kids, you went to school with smart white kids, you went to you know. You would school all type of kids. Exactly. There's no reason for that. And then it's like, like it, it just becomes a, how you say it, it becomes a, a, like a, a bubble. Th- it's just putting everybody in that same bubble, all black people in the same bubble. Right. It's it's like just, laziness, this, that don't work. But and, it's all false. <laughs> and, and everyone has stereotypes, right? Like, like white people who don't season their food. Like, right. You know, that's not true exactly. for all white people. That's why exactly. people who really, who really season their food. Like, 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 you know, but the problem is we, I've never heard of a stereotype for white people that is so detrimental as you're not there for your children. Exactly. I feel like for anybody who's a father, you understand this. The deepest thing or the most important thing to you is your family. The mm-hmm. only thing you have left after you're dead is your legacy. Right. And a part of that legacy is your children and the people who are stuck to carry on your name is your children. So as a father, you do the best that you can do to ensure that your kids have a proper legacy to follow and a proper name to carry on. That is something that I think gets so washed away because we take or we've been told so long that we aren't we aren't there. Right. We're not there because (laughs) they lock us up disproportionately. 
for right. crimes that, that might have been crimes like my, weed that they make billions <laughs> off of now. You know, they're making, by the way, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that right quick, man. I, now, I do, I do not endorse the use of marijuana. However, if you already use it, there are benefits to it. Right. So be it. This is medical research. This is not me saying that I've done it. I'm not saying he's ever done it, which he's exactly. never done it because guess what? He's, he is an upstanding <laughs> citizen. Exactly. I'm an citizen. That's not what we do. But at the same time, me saying I understand that there is a benefit to the legalization in the use of marijuana. All right. And on top of that, the, the litany of crimes and the litany of people who've been arrested for these crimes, mm-hmm. right, for marijuana, they should be released at this point if you're allowing people to get rich off of it. I think so. I feel the same way, especially if that's all they're in trouble for. It's right. ridiculous. You, you had a dime since now, <laughs> now you're doing 25. Right, exactly. You're doing a whole 25. Now the whole country making billions off of it. So it's crazy. It's on the stock market. I'd be angry. Like yeah. if, I'm on, if I'm on Rikers, if I'm on Rikers right now, all right. If I'm if I'm in uh if I'm in Florenceville right now, if I'm in uh in San Quentin, anywhere that that would be for a drug charge and it involved marijuana, mm-hmm. I would be calling my lawyer right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, because the status quo of the world is so different. I mean, they're making me- man. There's a my, <laughs> look. Molly Cyrus's mother has a picture with mm-hmm. her sit like 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 sitting there with a big old vault of weed for real. Like man, I, <laughs> hey, you know Jay Z said it best. Type it in. Google's your friend, bro. <laughs> you know, man, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Speaking of which, yeah, they passed that bill. What back in the nineties? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, <laughs> Joe Biden was a part of that. Joe Biden was a part of that. He was a part of that. All, not all up in. Oh, let's vote for Biden. Wait, that's what Biden's agenda is first. You know, let's take a look. Now I'm gonna turn this around. I'm not gonna turn around. You can come on over and look at this, so you know I'm not making this up. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. Look at that. Oh yeah. She has a vault full of freaking weed, man. <laughs> That's at least a couple. Oh. It's at least 20 years in prison right there. Man, man, or you, more. <laughs> if me and you got caught with this, we let's let's right <laughs> right look, man. You gonna have you had to you never see your kids again, man. <laughs> For real, put me under the jail. <laughs> like I never see my children again. Like, I'll be like, hey, look, hey, look. Just tell your mom an auction off the house. <laughs> Just at least to get my bills, so I can get a good, so I can get a good lawyer in this piece. I'm in trouble. That's another thing. Speaking of house, those previous people you named too, all homeowners. That's true. That's and very black true. Man. Another very way true. being the odds, That's, which is great. They don't. They, you know what? And, and these guys, and I, I said this to them all. I said it to every single one. I said, "You don't know what you're doing for me, guy." <laughs> like you're putting it up here for me. Like the more you do it, the more I put it up here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I think that as men, especially minority men, right, we should definitely push to speak more positivity and 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 create more positive dialogue between each other right. and be very uplifting, especially when, like you said, beating the odds, doing something like buying a home, mm-hmm. doing something like starting a business. Man, Turner shoots so many commercials. Mm-hmm. So many grind. Mind you, he shoots himself. I see his photos. I see his photos and videos. It looked amazing. I was like, man, amazing we, job. You know, we went down to uh, we did a wedding together. Ryan Time Studio. Man's doing it. 
This man, he was he was networking at the wedding. <laughs> like he yeah. took this dope picture of me, which by the way, you can go see on IG. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ivy. Um, Mr. Eric Ivy, should I say? Um, on IG, go check that out. And when you see that, you'll see there's a picture of me sipping from a cup. It's apple juice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's apple juice. Yeah, Hennessy made apple juice for that one day, you know. Mm. But um, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm drinking, and it's a good time. Wedding's going great. And I didn't realize how good the photo was. When I looked at the photo the other day, I was like, I really like that photo. <laughs> like I really <laughs> like that photo. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna screenshot it and steal that photo. Yeah. You know, just just so people can see like how great that is. Like yeah, he takes some dope pics, man. He's amazing. He's amazing. Dope pics. Amazing. So but, yeah. You know, Mike Evans is another one that I said that really uh speaks uh speaks volumes, like athletic kids, mm-hmm. right? And here's why I brought up Mike Evans. I'm not talking bad about Mike Evans at all. Mike Evans is amazing. Man, there there is something to be said about how how athletic kids become, right? Mm-hmm. And how parents uh, can influence their children to continue, right? Right. So you being a black father, I, I've seen your son play football, soccer. What, what, I mean, I don't think he's uh, anything. He did karate, swimming. What else? I think that's all they did. My daughter did soccer. Ba- oh, he played basketball as well. My daughter and son played basketball. Daughter did gymnastics, uh, swimming as well. Jesus. But yeah. Your kids are involved, right? Yeah. Involved. That's another thing that's like trying to stay on top of them. It's like sometimes you come home and it's like, man, I'm tired. But, and even on the weekend, I'm tired, but trying to get these kids to keep them busy. They need me. Yeah, they, yeah, they need me. <laughs> right. Because growing up, like, grew up with a single mom. Of course, my aunts and stuff was there to help. Mm-hmm. Um, Growing up, is like, I play baseball. So it's like, me and my cousins, we all played baseball. Mm-hmm. My mom was there for some games, but when it came to practice, me and my cousin went by ourselves. We used to walk miles to like in Prospect Park. Shout out to Brooklyn again out there in Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. We walked like at least three miles to get to the park. Yeah. So we're throwing the ball the whole way or just jogging. Jesus. And it was like just being, not having anybody there at the time. Like you don't realize how much it affects you until you get older. So right. I try to make sure everything they do, I try to make sure I'm there for them. So. It's crazy. I can only imagine doing it. Like, you know, and this this brings back this biggie bar. Like, it's hard to creep in Brooklyn streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially being a kid, you're going to baseball practice. Right. Like, imagine what you had to navigate to get there. Mm-hmm. Imagine then just for you just to play a sport, you mm-hmm. know, how hard you had to not only practice, but then go back home. Right. So now you make it back. You got to make it back home. (laughs) So practice will probably end at an XYZ amount of time. Hey, I need to hustle at home. It's about to get dark out. Right. So, and and mind you, now this, I've never one time, I can never, ever, I've never one time my entire life, I played sports as a kid. I've never had a parent not pick me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My mother, my father, they picked me up. Mm -hmm. It was happening. So um, I, I, I just can't, you know, imagine. What life would be like having to do that? Yeah, right. And I commend you on surviving that number one. Yeah, and number two, I commend you on definitely taking your kids to these events, mm-hmm. being at those events because you see how it affected you. Right. Your mother more likely wanted to be there. Exactly. You I know, know she was. She had. She had to do what she had to do for us to eat. So, right. I understood that as well. But yeah, I didn't realize this until I got older. You know. Like even to this day, I see parents who just drop their kids off at these events and leave. You know, I'm like, they need to stay. They don't understand how much these kids look to the sideline and don't see their parents, or even like a play at school. You know, mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. things. Like I did a play at school, and 
parents couldn't make it or my mom couldn't make it, you know? She had to get that money. So, exactly. So right. it's like just now being a parent and realizing all this is like, yeah, I got to be there for them, you know, make sure they see me, make sure I see them. I'm not going to force it on them. It's stuff they enjoy doing. Right. So, you know, because a lot of people force their kids into it because they see it as the only way us black folks can make it out. Right, right. You know, so it's like, like Biggie say, they sling rocks, they have a wicked jump shot. So, yeah. <laughs> so at that, yeah. that one point, that was the only way for us to make it. So we've kind of, we've came a long way. Man, I, I think, I think, and this, this, I said this the other day, I said, I have to put my kids into the tech world, right? Like, mm-hmm. I had to get them into tech, their mothers into tech. So I'm like, okay, well, I see how much money is in the tech world. Right. Right. And like, I see how often my kids get on YouTube and I see how often my kids are on video games and how often they're navigating um, software and stuff like that. And I thought one day I said, man, you know what? As much as I want to put my six year old out there, let him go run off and play football, whatever it is Mm -hmm. he wants to do, he can do all that stuff. Much as I want to put him in a ring and have him, you know, just, you know, do something special to somebody so to <laughs> or have something special done to him. That's the name of the game. Right. You know, um, but as much as I would like for him to experience those type of things, I actually appreciate him knowing how to do the other stuff too. Right, exactly. Right? And and I never want my child to be like, okay, bro, cause you're black. You have to do these things. Exactly. Well, you don't got, first and foremost, if you don't know, I, I don't play basketball for nothing. <laughs> I don't play football. Avid Dallas Cowboy and uh, University of Texas fan. Shout out to both of those teams, especially the Cowboys. What? Right? I'm only saying that because Ray's here and Ray's a uh, <laughs> Giants. Giants fan. You know, but everything you know, New York. Giants, Knicks, Yankees. Like if my son ever got drafted by any of those teams, I show up to the game wearing the opposite team's jersey. Right? <laughs> Even though I love my guy, you know, I'd be like, hey, you know what? Listen, son, you know I'm here for you. Like if he played for the Giants and he scored a touchdown on the Cowboys. <laughs> I'd boo my own son. <laughs> I'm like, no, good job, boy. But no, what's wrong with you? Run the other way or something, right? You know. But no, I, I'll joke aside. I definitely would. You know, um, I'd support whatever they chose to do. Yeah. You know, whether here. it's whether it's sports or if it's tech, if it's acting, if it's singing, if it's wanting to be an architect. If now, the only thing I won't support you doing is being nothing. Right. Exactly. Like you're not going to sit here and be like, I'll figure it out. Exactly. No. Yeah. All right. And because I know my mother's listening, hi, mom, number one. Uh, I know she would destroy me, you know, and my mm-hmm. father would destroy me if I allowed my children to be nothing because they didn't allow me to be nothing. Right. You know, exactly. so it, I would be less of a man to not hold up my end of the bargain and pass on a better life for my children. Right. And, you know, so. I always tell my kids this all the time. You think grandma and grandpa are nice. Well, if I let something happen to you, it won't be so nice. My mother told me one day, hey, if you let them fall off this, because my, my son was like two, mm-hmm. and he stepped off, you know, two-year-olds. They just fall like Two-year-old boys, especially. You know what I mean? So he, he's walking, and he steps off the side of a curb, and he slips, and he scratches his head. Right? Mm-hmm. Boom, that's a knot. And I brought him to my mom's house, because I was visiting her. It was like a week later. And the knot went down, but he still had the, the, the two scratches. And, <laughs> My mom looked at me and said, what happened to him? I said, he fell. All right. Then she was like, mm. she said, let me tell you something. She was like, if you let my baby get hurt again, don't come home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Like, her voice changed, too. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't up here. It was like, 
don't come home. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, it's oh, crazy how that changed when they become grandparents. Uh, when we was little, they would have put the knot on it. <laughs> oh, you got to put some ice on it, boy. <laughs> right. You rub some butter on it. They probably did it not themselves. But. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not even going to get to that. <laughs> we're Facts. not going to get to that. Facts. You know. Now with the grandkids. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't got to hit them. You just got to talk right, to them. Just talk to them. Like, where we don't want to talk to people when you was breaking me <laughs> off, man. Like, wow. But, yeah, that changed for the better, too, though. Yeah. 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 That's like, we got PTSD from that. With us. <laughs> just from, yeah. Like, I, I, I told my mother one day, I said, hey, I, just, I want to thank you very much because I think you helped my, my VA rating. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, this, this is me ringing right. in my ear. And, like, I, I, now I'm thinking about it. You know, you got improved reaction times. You know. <laughs> now, I see it coming before it comes. Right. You know? Now, will I get away from it or won't I? That's another situation. Right. I know it's coming. Exactly. Right? <laughs> that long ringing I got in my ear from, man, my mom used to have like the craziest. And here's the thing my mother didn't like, and my, my father, you know, they didn't spare no piece of ass you had. Mm-hmm. All right. If they could tear that ass up, they wouldn't get a piece of that ass. <laughs> it's a wrap. But it took a while to get there. Right. right. The more I think about it as a parent, I realize my parents talked to me so much. I was like, hey, look, don't do this. And my dumb self would go out and do it. Exactly. And I'm like, damn. And that was all of us, man. I'm like, man. I remember one day I got in trouble in school and I was like on the ride home. I was like, bro, I want to find just run away from home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like would she would she not care? Yeah. Now, obviously I didn't have the balls to run away from home. Right. I went into the house and I took my punishment, but nonetheless, my mother and my father were very, very uh, instrumental in my growth as a person, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly my father was very much so. Was and the more the older I've gotten, I realized that my father was even more instrumental because he said very little, but when he did say things, they meant something. Right, right. Mama tell me things every day. I'm not saying her stuff didn't mean anything. Right, but dad's stuff meant so much because dad was telling me things that I didn't realize as a young man I was going to experience. Moving forward, and right. now that I have four children, I don't have one. I got four. Yeah, right. Ray just I met. I stopped that too. <laughs> Ray met. Ray just met four of my kids. Right, all four of them. And I'm sitting here looking like, man, like, how in the world do you know? Do I navigate being their dad and still, you know, uh, being and still be a figure, like a powerful mm-hmm. figure to them, and still right. also be fun and all these things? Then I relied on what my dad did with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That worked out perfectly because I needed that. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times I think that mom's love is what we want because it's so comfortable. Right. right? Mom's love is really so comfortable. As a father, like dad's love, if it's uncomfortable or not, you grow a lot from dad's love. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there's a lot and you grow a lot from mom's love too. But like you do. as a young man, dad's love, because it's so much. There's so much as a man. If you and if you are a young lady listening to this podcast right now, no offense to you. I'm not speaking about you. I know your love is amazing. <laughs> but being a father and realizing that my own father's like the way he loved me, the things I needed to do, things I need to learn, right? How I need to treat the mother of my children, how I need to treat my own children, how I needed to circumvent getting myself in trouble, how I needed to, you know, like mm-hmm. all these different things. He taught me all of it. Right. And without that, I think we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sit across from you, talk to you, and still be able to like have my right mind. Right. Because I would have been 
somewhere else, probably be in jail, <laughs> you know. And that's and I think that we wipe we wipe that away so much. It's always like, oh, the father, you got a mother. All right. What do you worry about the father for? Because the father is a very important part of a young man's development. It is, and young ladies too when it comes to the love part. Like, oh, but like you sure. said, yeah, they learn how to be treated. By a man from their dad. The first man you fall in love with yeah, is your dad. Their dad, how their dad treat their mom. So it's unfortunate that, like, again, they grew up without a dad. It affects the same way we grew up without a dad as men. Yeah. So it's like a lot of stuff we should have known. Like, we learned later in life. And that's <laughs> the one thing I never wanted. too late. <laughs> I never wanted none of my daughters to ever, right. ever go through that. Exactly. Same right. here. I don't want you to ever learn how to be loved from the wrong source right because there's multiple types of love obviously mm-hmm. i can't i can't uh love you in certain ways that you will learn from your husband or your significant other mm-hmm. but i can lay down the foundations of how you should be treated exactly how you should be looked at how you should be respected and i think that a lot of that goes like out the window, mm-hmm. like because and and especially when you're dealing with like wives, like like <laughs> I'm gonna get to that right now, right? All right, because right. right. wives are wonderful, <laughs> sweet Jesus, you guys are so great, and we love you. All right, ladies, we love you very much. But you know when you're dealing Facts. with your when you're dealing with your wife, man, I always say this: when you're dealing with your wife, it's so different from dealing with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's different because with your daughter, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't understand things. Mm-hmm. Your wife already has these things programmed in her head. Exactly. It's there. Like she's learned life somewhere and you there's something about it that you love and you, you know, you connect with and you want to spend the rest of your life with it, right? Mm-hmm. With your daughter, you don't got a choice. <laughs> exactly. You don't you got don't. a choice. You don't. You're going to spend the you're going to spend the rest of your life with her. Mm-hmm. And you and because she's your baby, it's gonna be that. That thing, right? Yeah. With your me. wife, it's like, I love you. I love you the same way I love her, right? Like, right. like you know, both of you are very important, but at the same time, she gets on my nerves a lot less. <laughs> you know, I love her a lot more. But no, it's just, you know, it's just the reality of it. Right. It it's is. the reality. It is. You can love them both, but you know for a fact with your wife, she's already learned a lot about life. Mm-hmm. So your walk with her and your lessons with her you know, in life are learned together. Exactly. Your daughter doesn't have that ability yet. So you have to program her and program it into her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what love truly is because women really operate off love. They do. As men, we operate Very, off of respect. Right. You know, so it's a little different. Like, Very emotional. You're like, oh, you don't love me? That hurts my feelings, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you don't love a woman, she's not going to be quiet about that. Definitely not. I'll be quiet about that, especially if she's from Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking, Maryland ladies, you guys are beautiful. You guys are amazing. Yeah, (laughs) you guys are great. I I love you, babe. You know, (laughs) does Jazz Jazz listen to the show? I don't think she has. I think when I'm when I'm listening to it, she probably hear a few things. It hurts my feelings. (laughs) <laughs> <Does it>? She's <laughs> yeah. probably gonna listen to this one to see what I have to say about it. Oh, so you and so you love me now, right? You love me now. Yeah, I guess no. Uh, yeah. I always yeah. She overhears when I'm listening sometimes. That's that's but, good though. That's good. I wanna have I wanna bring her and B and you and I on the show. Mm-hmm. 
Into <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Cause remember be, that, that episode you did with men's feelings? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's gonna be. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna get crucified, <laughs> right? Gonna be like, oh men's feelings. Let's talk about how your feelings don't matter. Like, but, yes, man. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Ninety percent of the conversation. Yes, man. <laughs> right. No, dear. It's gonna be. Oh, oh, what, what, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah. we gotta do that. I'm gonna we're gonna we gotta set that up. I'll definitely bring it up to it. Cause I have this uh I have these sweet chairs over here and I'll bring my own covers. He got cowboy stuff all over these. Hey, I'm aware of it. I'm aware. <laughs> I, I have a cowboy robe my, in my house. Look at I want to do it with a tie. I got a robe. What do I have? No, I don't have a robe. I have a jersey though. And pajamas. Listen, <laughs> listen, bro. You better not wear that mess over here. All right, giants. I mean, you know what? You know what? I'm, to be honest with you, you're invited over. You know, or I can be, we, we flip this. However, you know it's funny. I have what's called a traveling podcast. So your place, my place, that make me know. All right, cool. Right, yeah. So look, bro, I do want to thank you very much for being a part of this. This is great. This is amazing. Um, I made so tell people where they can find you, please. Me down. Right. <laughs> they don't need to look for me. They need to look for you, right? You, you need to show them how to uh, how to get the beef patty with the cocoa bread on the corner. <laughs> they didn't know that, right? They didn't know. Uh, I'm on Facebook. My real name, Raywin Reyes. You know, I can't remember my IG name. I think I changed it recently. I don't even know your IG. Yeah, me either. I wait for you. Like, I wait for like one of your kids. I think it's like, Brooklyn oh, Belizean boy or something like that. Oh, well, that's Ray's um, kid right there. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Ray. Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember my name, but. Yeah, my real name on Facebook. So that's definitely that's good. And that's not if you ever if you're ever ever in the San Antonio, Texas area, right? And you see one of these shirts that says don't miss the message, that's mine. That's found at modishapparel.com. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, if you want, if you want to yourself a little bit, a little piece off, give me a call. Let me know. Give me a shout. We'll talk. You know, <laughs> but definitely this is Ivy knows best, man. I want to thank y'all for tuning in once again. As always, it's love. Right. Go with love. Be with love. Love is love. All that good stuff.